morning, everybody. Should you turn it on? Is this all right? Okay. Oh, thanks, Ruth. Thank you very much. That's great. Well, most of my sermon's already been preached this morning. So we'll just pray and we'll go home, shall we? Have an early lunch. We've been singing before, um, Devil, No, Not Today. And uh, we were singing about this power in the name of Jesus. And uh, we're talking about being specific in prayer. And all these things we want to cover this morning as we share the word of God. Father, thank you that your word is a living word. Father, it has power and it has the ability to encourage and to strengthen and to nurture our spirits. And I pray this morning that you will enable me to share the word that you put on my heart, that faith might arise in every heart, Amen. and that we, Lord, might receive from you every good thing that you have for us, that this, Lord, church might be blessed and this town might be blessed through it, and this whole area of Northland will be blessed through the people that gather in this church, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to turn you to this morning to a scripture in 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 11 and verse 12. David had 30 mighty men and this chapter is all about David's mighty men. And uh, these, uh, and there were three. And one of them was Shammah, the son of A.G. the Hararite. And uh, this scripture says next to him was Shammah. That was next to the leader of the three. And uh, these, these were men who had become, come to David as refugees. They'd come, they were in de debt, they were in distress, they were in difficulties, and they gathered un under David's anointed leadership. And under his leadership and anointing, they became mighty men of God and were used of God to usher in the kingdom of God in that day. And this man was one of them. And it just says here, Shammah, son of A.G., the Hararite, when the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. Does anyone know what lentils are? Lentils make good soup, apparently. Yes. And they were the staple diet uh, of these people. So there's been a harvest here. Well, the Philistines said, well, it's harvest time. Let's go and, and uh, rob the Israelis of their harvest. And so they came. And, and the Israeli troops fled. But Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field, hallelujah, and he defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory, hallelujah. You know, when one man stood, God stood with him. And as sons and daughters of the living God, when you and I take a stand and say, enough is enough, and we put our feet down in the middle of our harvest, and say to the devils and the demons and things, no, you're not having our harvest. Not today. Hallelujah. Not tomorrow. Not this year or next. You're not having my harvest. And Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field and God stood with him. And the Bible says there, the Lord won a great victory. Hallelujah. And so we want to talk about that this morning. Sometimes when we're making progress in our life and you've been sowing, sowing for a harvest of good things and then the devils turn up and say, hmm, thank you for preparing a harvest. You know, 
When the, Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10, the devil comes to steal, what does he say? And to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full, or the authorized version, have it more abundantly. God just doesn't want you and I just to exist. God is a God of abundance. He's a God of overflow. Hallelujah. And the longer you walk with Him, the greater the overflow. And so we need to trust Him for these things. A thief only comes to steal something of value. When a thief comes into your house, he doesn't take the toaster and the, and the placemats and, the, and a few glasses. He's looking for something of value. He's looking for the jewelry. He's looking for the nice new TV. He's looking for the money. And uh, it's true of your life. If you're finding yourself under pressure, the reason is there's something valuable about your life. The enemy does not want you to enjoy your future. The demons come and they stir up trouble and difficulty around us so that we don't enjoy the harvest that God's got for us. The pressure that we find in opposition to our lives comes because God has a future for you. The trouble today is because of the future. It's not about yesterday. It's not about today. It's about your tomorrow. It's about your harvest. He doesn't want you to enjoy what God has prepared for you. After the dove comes the devil. When Jesus was baptized in water and the Holy Spirit descended upon him, immediately he was led into the wilderness and the devil tempted him. And often after God blesses us, the enemy tries to rob us of the very thing that God's just given to us. And there comes the time we've got to take a stand against that. We've got to just not say, oh, well, no, I don't know what's going on, but never mind, I suppose I'll get through. It's not like that. As sons and daughters of the living God, we have the authority and the power to stand in the harvest and say enough is enough. Devil, no, not today. You're not having my harvest. You see? And so, so uh, this is what Sharma did. Sharma says, I've been running long enough. You see, these Philistines would come every year. Every year when the harvest, the Israelis would spend the time, they'd plant and they'd water and they'd weed the harvest. They'd say, yes, lentils, we've got, a, we've got this harvest coming, yes. And the Philistines would be watching. So that's nearly harvest time. And up they would come. And they would take the harvest. And it happened year after year. But this time, Somebody, Sharma, said, no, I'm not running anymore. I'm not quitting anymore. I'm not just going to stand by and let the enemy come into my home and into my harvest and just take all the good things that God has been preparing. 
I've spent years sowing. I've spent years watering. I've spent years preparing. Now it's harvest time. Devil, you're not having my harvest. You see? This is what Sharma did. And because he stood, it says that the Lord stood with him. I better put on my glasses to make sure I stay on track. And he took took his sword... And he grabbed his sword and got a good hold on it and said, no, I'm going to defend my, my harvest. i got to defend my harvest. He said, I'm tired of being pushed around by these Philistines. It's possible that there's people here this morning who are feeling just like Shama. You're tired of being pushed around. It looks like thing, good things are beginning to happen for you and just as it seems to be all starting to come and all of a sudden it just begins to disappear again and you're back to square one. And there comes the time you say, no, I'm not going down that track again. I'm not running anymore. I'm not moving away from what God has got for me. I believe there's a future for me. I believe God's got good things for me. I'm going to put my foot down. Hallelujah. I'm going to stand on the promises of God. Hallelujah. And be determined about these things. It's time to stop running and take a stand. It's time to defend our lentil patch. It's time to say, no, I'm not going anywhere. And sometimes in the Bible and in life, there is what I would call a faith action. A faith, it's something in the, that we do physically that has a spiritual impact. So, I mean, Sharma couldn't defend on his own against all these Philistines. Everyone else ran. <laughs> and he's left standing there, whoa, in the middle of the patch. But he took his stand. And because he stood, God stood with him. It was a faith action. And God honored his stand of faith. Jesus said that if we'll lay hands on the sick, they will recover. And so the laying on of hand, you say, well, what's it going to do? No, Jesus said, if you just take a simple action, I'll stand with you and I'll heal. You see, you take the stand, God does the work. Hallelujah. You lay hands. I'll call it Joshua when he was facing the city of Ai. God says, hold out your spear towards the city. And so he held out his spear. And he noticed that as he held his spear out towards the city, his troops kept winning, kept winning. And he got tired. He put his spear. And in the minute, they were going backwards. God said, just hold your spear out. It's a faith action. It's just something that you do that God honors Hallelujah. And so there's those sorts of things. Moses held up his hands. Joshua was down fighting the battle. And, and as Moses held up his hands, we noticed that Joshua made progress in the battle. Moses got tired. He said, I can't keep going. And, and, and they began to get defeated. So Aaron and Hur came and sat him down on a rock and held up his hands for him. And Joshua was able to win the battle. You say, what's it got to do with a hand's like that. It's a faith action. It's something that God honors. It's a stance of faith. 
It's something that God says, do it, and you do it, and God says, I'll do it now. Yeah. And so those things become important. Um, you know, when you, when Sharma takes a stand. When you confess Jesus Christ is your Savior and is your Lord, say, yes. I honor Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, and I receive him into my life. You say, what's that going to do? It's a faith action. It's a simple confession of your faith and of your belief, and, and, and he does the rest. He comes to us by his powerful Holy Spirit and takes up residence in our life, and our life begins to change from the inside out. We are born of the Spirit of God. And it begins just from a confession of faith. A simple thing, a simple faith action. But it opens up the blessing of God to come towards us. The blessing of God starts with our life getting right with God. Somewhere along the line, we have to say... I'm going to stop running. God, I know you love me. I'm sorry that I've left you out of my life for these years. Been trying to make it on, on, on my own. But perhaps it's time just to say, hey, I haven't done a brilliant job of this. I need to turn to the Lord. I need to ask him for his forgiveness and his cleansing and start again with Jesus as the center of my life. When I finish the message this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. You can do nothing more important than that. I remember there was a knock on my door some years back, and this fellow was standing there, and, 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 and he said, can you help me? I said, I don't know. He said, my doctor sent me. He said, he can't help me anymore. He says, but he said, you can, and if, I, and if you can't, nobody can. I said, whoa, okay, you better come in. And Brian Fielding had lost everything. He'd lost his wife, he'd lost his health, he'd lost his job, he'd lost his house, he'd lost his children. He was all alone. He was on the highest rate of, of, of Valium, and the doctor said, I cannot give you any more. I cannot give you any stronger drugs. He said, you're, beyond, you, you're over the limit. He said, you need help from somebody else. I said, Brian, it begins with getting right with God. I said, the devil's robbed you blind, mate. He's just coming and taking everything off you. And you've been doing some dumb things. You need to turn and start again. And that morning, Brian knelt down in my lounge room and wept his way. To the Lord said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I've left you out and I've been stripped of everything. I give you my life. Lord, can you do something? Can you help me? Can you save me? When we sat together, I said, right, now you and I, we can agree together that God will restore everything to you. See, he got right with God and then God started to put his life together. Within six months, God had restored everything to him. His wife returned from Christchurch, 
and got wonderfully converted out of, out of the occult world. His kids gave their life to the Lord. He got a job. He got a house. Everything was restored to him in a matter of months. Hallelujah. But it had to start somewhere. Hallelujah. He got tired of running. I remember Paul and, and, and Guy, they, and, and, and this, this dear uh, woman, lovely woman, he wouldn't come to church, but his kids uh, and the wife came, and uh, she was upset. And, and she comes and says, Ian, we're just up, things are going wrong in our house. I said, well, you better come and talk. And she talked about it. And I said, well, look, when did this happen? What, when did this? He said, she said, we're just arguing. She says, my husband's walked out. She said, he's threatened the kids that if they don't smarten up, they can get on their bike and clear off. He said, we've, she said, we've never had trouble like this ever before. We've had the happiest home, and all of a sudden, it's all going to pieces. I said, well, when did it start? It was there. He said, about three weeks ago. I said, what happened three weeks ago? Oh, oh, we moved into a new house. I said, okay. So I said, I'll talk to your husband. I'll come around and pray in your house. So I went, talked to Paul. I said, Paul, would you mind if I went around and prayed in your house? He said, mate, he said, we've never had anything like this. He said, my kids are swearing at me. He said, I'm swearing back at them. <laughs> he said, all hell has broken loose. I said, well, it sounds like it. I said, there's probably something in your house. Would you mind if I went? He said, whatever it takes, just do it, will you? So I went round there, came in, Guy opened the door. I went to this beautiful home. They were, they were wealthy people, and they just brought this beautiful home on Milford Beach in Auckland. And I walked into the house and through the front door and then to the dining room and the kitchen. And in my mind, there was this old gray-haired lady, and she was crouched over the table with her head, hands on her head, just weeping. And the Holy Spirit said to me, it's a spirit of despair. And it's caused divorce of the owners of this house. I asked, I said, How, why did you buy the, oh, the couple before divorced? And so it came up. See, the interesting thing was the people that owned it before divorced as well and the people before them. I said, I know what the problem is. I said, it's a spirit of despair that's, got, that's sitting in your house and causing all this trouble. So it was a simple thing. I said, I'm just going to pray and boot the thing out, if you don't mind. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. So I prayed. I said, in the name of Jesus, you spirit. And this woman, in my mind, I see this woman sit at the table. She got up and she went, humph, and walked out the door. I said, get out, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You have no right. This is now a Christian home, and I have the authority of the husband and the wife to deal with you. Hallelujah. Off you go. You've caused enough trouble, you see? Paul rings me a week later. He says, come and see me. So I went into his office, beautiful boardroom, beautiful boardroom. I sat down. 
He says, I don't know what you did. But he said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I told him what I did. See, the devil wants to rob us of our peace and of our harvest and of the good things of God. We won't have it. If you make a stand, God will stand with you. The word Sharma means one who listens and stands alone. Sharma listened to David's stories. He'd heard about all the things that David had done. They would sit around the campfires and talk about the great deeds that they did. They knew. He, he, he heard about David taking out the lion and the bear. They tried to rob David of his harvest, of his flock of sheep. He was there, possibly there, when he faced Goliath. And they would tell these stories and, whoa, yes, you know. And, and, they would, and, he, and he knew. So often, sometimes, we forget. We forget the good things that God has done for us. We forget what God has promised. Too often, we hear the unkind word of criticism. We hear the whispers of doubt and of uncertainty in our minds, and we forget the word of God. We forget what God has said. Too often, we give lip service to the power of the word of God and too easily let it slip by, when we're challenged by circumstances or by demons themselves. We need to take a stand. Now, the word stand in the Bible is a very resolute word. It comes up 273 times, somebody told me. So it's a pretty important word. Now, this word stand, you can stand in different ways. You know that, don't you? You can stand like this. You can stand like this on one leg, yes? How many of you know that if you stand on one leg, you're a pushover? But this word stand in the Bible is like you, you, you take a stand. Yeah. It's like you're facing the all It's like France pay, facing the All Blacks. You know, the All Black, Sonny Bill Williams is coming down with the ball and you, you're going to defend the line. So what do you do? You stand, oh yeah, okay. No, you stand. You get down to it. You set your feet. You get determination. Hallelujah. Say, you come and pass me over my dead body. Hallelujah. That's what the word stand means. Yeah. That's what it means. It means to stand. It means, you know, and some of us stand on the word of God like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. You stand with one leg in the air. And the devil says, it'll never happen. You say, oh, no, that's right. Yeah, okay. And you just get pushed out of the way. This is not what the Bible's talking about. Sharma did not stand in the lentil patch with one leg in the air and having a cup of coffee. He stood, he gets the, his sword and his hand says, Rilo, come and get it if you can. And the Lord stood with him. And if you will stand like that on the word of God with a bit of determination in our hearts, hallelujah, the Lord will stand with you. No demon in hell can move you. Hallelujah. Because Jesus Christ is Lord. And his name is a powerful name. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I remember. How many stories can I tell? I was in Auckland. We'd moved from Blenheim. And we were in Auckland. We sold our house in Blenheim and we had to buy in Auckland. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Not as bad as it is now. 
mortgages were 22%. We looked for six months, couldn't get it. We rented a house. The house got flooded out twice. We moved, got another house. It was just rented. And we had it for two weeks at a time. And I'm praying, just preparing, just praying in the morning. And the Holy Spirit says to me, what sort of a father are you? Thank you very much. That's very good. That's a real word of encouragement. Thank you very much. What do you mean? This is in my mind. What do you mean? Well, what sort of a provider are you? You got your children and your wife. You could get kicked out of the home next week. I said, well, listen, I've been trying for six months, but I just can't. I haven't got the money. I can't do it right now. I said, well, why don't you trust me? was like Goliath, you know, when the stone hit him in the head, he said such a thing had never entered his head before. <laughs> but, and this conversation is going on, the Holy Spirit me just in my mind. I said, well, I, he said, he said, you're never going to have the faith, if you haven't got the faith to provide for your own family, how on, in, in a house, how on earth are you going to have the faith to build the church I've asked you to build? Yeah. Oh, that stirred me up. So, right. So I got cracking. And I'm walking. I'm around. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I order this house. Hallelujah. This beautiful home for my children. Thank you, Lord. Lord, just, I, I don't know where the money's coming from. I don't care. You demons, I bind you, you rotten things. You're stopping us from getting this house. Clear off in the name of Jesus. And I went to binding and I loosed everything. I bound everything else up, loosed the money and, and got into it, hallelujah. For about a quarter of an hour, I thanked the Lord and praying, saying, Lord, thank you for the house. I see the house, hallelujah. I order it. I got the rope of faith on it. I'm pulling it. Now, oh, hallelujah. And I ran out of steam in about 20 minutes. I sat down. In 10 seconds, the phone went. Wow. Hello. Yes. You came and saw our house three months ago. Yes. We'd like you to buy it. I thought, thank you, Lord. This must got to be you. But in three weeks, we're in the house. Not only that, this fella left all the money I needed in for less than half of the going rate. You've got to get angry sometimes. You've got to get stirred up and not just accept the status quo, but believe for it. We were wanting to rent the Auckland Girls Grammar. They built a beautiful auditorium for the Auckland Girls Grammar School. And we needed it for our church because we had overgrown the whole area. We couldn't, we couldn't get in the hall. We just overflowing. And they built this beautiful 800-seat auditorium. I said, that's the place. The fellows went down to negotiate, got nowhere. Said, no, 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 went under here. No, 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 no. I thought, no, this is the place. This is the place, Lord. I said, something's holding this up. I said, righto, guys. I got the elders. I said, righto, guys. Meet me at midnight down at the building site of the Auckland Girls' Grammar. I said, we're going to loose the building. They said, what? I said, yes. I said, I believe this place is for us. And we need to march around it. I said, if Jericho can go down seven times, I reckon if we go around twice in the name of Jesus, we'll have it. 
So here we are at midnight down in the, in the middle of Auckland. These fellows had eight of them, nine of them. I said, right, what are we? I said, we're going to walk around it and we're going to claim this building and we're going to loose it. Something's holding it up. So we walked, marched around this place in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Through the bricks and the rubble. In the name of Jesus, we loose this building. Hallelujah. Devil, you get your hands off our building. We need this to be able to use it on Sundays for the glory of God. So we did that. I said, now get me an appointment with the board as soon as possible. I walked into the boardroom the next week. Of the, and, and I thought, oh, here we go. And they've said, no, 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 for six months. I walked into the boardroom. And the chairman of the board says, as I walked in, G'day, Ian, how are you? I said, G'day, John, haven't seen you for years. <laughs> he was in the boys' brigade company that we are in, the 15th, went in the boys' brigade. He said, goodness me, he said, well, are you, is it you that's wanting the building? I said, yeah. I said, we haven't been able to get in negotiation. So he says to the board, he said, look, I know this fella. He said, there'd be no trouble with it. They could rent the building, couldn't they? And all the board goes, yeah. <laughs> and we walked out in beautiful, brand new building. Hallelujah. Just like that. God stands, if you stand, God will stand with you. One person chases a thousand, the Bible says, and two people put 10,000 to flight. We think if one chases a thousand, then you put two, that'll be healed, but they'll be able to chase 2,000. No, when God is at work, the, the, the maths multiply. Hallelujah. Odd versus odds are no problem to God. People said, silly old Noah. Everyone thought he was mad, but he won. Joseph was one against all the rest, but he won. Gideon's army was reduced from 30,000 to 300, but he won. Elijah faced 400 prophets just on his own, but he won. David faced Goliath. Martin Luther nailed his thesis of justification by faith on the cathedral door at Wittenberg and defied the might of the Catholic Church, a lone figure, but he won. Jesus died on the cross as one man. And every demon in hell was gathered against him and all the people, the religious people of the day. And he died alone, but he won. And he won and his blood was shed so that you and I might enter into eternal life and forgiveness of sins. Last scriptures, here they come. Here's some of the standing scriptures. Here they come. In the name of Jesus, here they come. Oh, there we are. Look at that. Uh, go. Can we go? Yes. Finally. No, go back one. Is there other scriptures there? One back more. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Hallelujah. Be as weak as dishwater. Be courageous. Be strong. Amen. Next. Hallelujah. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. God has made us to be free people. Hallelujah. We mustn't get caught up with silly church rules and stuff like that. We are free. Hallelujah. 
He that the Son sets free is free indeed. Stand firm in your freedom. Hallelujah. Don't let others or the devils push you around. Next. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Amen? Amen. And in the power of His might. Put on the full armor of God so that you can, what? Stand against all the devil's schemes. For our struggles, not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms who want to rob you and I blind if they possibly can and pinch every harvest that God's got for us. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And if you, after you've done everything, to what? To stand. After you've done everything else, you're still standing. Hallelujah. Next, stand firm then. Don't stand like this. Yeah, Lord, well, maybe you might, might me, I don't know. Oh, well, sickness just comes into our house again. Oh, that's a shame. Well, we've been expecting it. Everyone else has had it for a week. Come on in. Well, I'll just open the door. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Oh. Huh. What? Come on, Mum and Dad. Stand up. Yeah. Hold hands together. If two of you shall agree touching anything, it'll be done. Hallelujah. You see? Stand firm. Stand firm with the belt of truth drop buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Hallelujah. And so that will be, and we're coming down, and I'm going to finish. There's another page, but too bad. See, I believe we need to stand as a church regarding the harvest the Lord has promised. I've noticed that some of the people, the dear ones that have given their hearts to the Lord this year, they're, they're having a hard time. Reason? The devils want to knock them out. The devil does not want this church to have a harvest. He doesn't want to see souls coming into this church, getting saved. And we need to say, ah, ah, devil, no, not today. Hallelujah. You see, we need to stand for a harvest. I've watched you two. You've been under, you mentioned it. You've been under pressure this year. And all the good things they built up in their business over the years. The enemy was coming in. And I've watched you stand. <laughs> I've watched you say, nah, it's going to turn. Hallelujah. We're not, and, and, and now it's turned. And it's just, it's going over the top. It's over the wall and away. Hallelujah. But they never gave up in the hard time. They took their steps and said, no, you're not having, you're not robbing us of the best that God has for us. Hallelujah. So we're going to do three things. One, I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you're not a Christian, I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a minute to give your heart to, to the Lord Jesus. Start there. You don't have to work it all out. Just come and say, receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord. Who knows what God, good things God will do for you. Second, I'm going to get you in a moment to stand up, hallelujah, and to put your feet down and to take a stand against the robber that's trying to take your health and your harvest and your children and your grandchildren and everything else. And we're going to just stand and say, no. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer of strength.
And then together, this thirdly, we're just going to stand as a church and say, hallelujah. We're standing for a harvest. We're going to stand. Let's pray, shall we? So, Father, we just bow our heads, Lord, at the close of this morning. I thank you for Jesus Christ, my Savior and my Redeemer, my provider, Lord, my healer. You're such a good God, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for forgiving and healing uh, my life. You're such a good God. Lord, help those who want to stop running. And as they turn towards you, may you receive them gladly. I pray in Jesus' name. So while we're praying right now, if you want to give your heart to the Lord, why don't you just lift your face towards me? Just give, give us a wave and say, yes, this morning I'm going to give my life to the Lord. I'm going to start again. Is there anyone like that? You'll know whether you want to do that. Just give us a wave if you're not sure. Yeah, God bless you, sir. You open your life to the Lord Jesus today. Here's what Jesus said. Old things pass away and everything becomes brand new. As you open your life to him, he opens his life to you. Receive Jesus today as your Savior and Lord. God bless you. Hallelujah. It's a great day in your house and in your whanau. Just tap the person next to you and say, it's me. I'm giving my heart to the Lord. Just, yeah, that's good. Is there anyone else? Just lift your face toward me and say, yes, it's me. I'm giving my life to the Lord. Is there anyone else? I'm just scanning. I don't want to miss anybody. You're saying yes to the Lord. Just lift your hand if it's you. Anybody else? Lord, thank you for this one who is giving their life to you. I pray for him. I pray that, Lord, he will be born again, just like he starts all over again. Lord, just wash his life and cleanse him and give him a brand new beginning. Lord, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God's good. Let's stand together. This is the second thing. If you've got something that you need to take a stand about, and if you're a couple and you take your partner's hand and say, I'm standing, and I don't want you to stand just sort of casual. Think now, what do I need to clear out? Hallelujah. What do I need to take a stand against? If you want to get out in the aisle, because I'm going to be standing like this. I'm going to stand like I'm going to get flattened. But I'm not going to get flattened because I'm standing in Jesus' name. And we're going to pray. Hallelujah. You ready? You ready? You know what you're going to... We're standing in Jesus' name. Yes? Against the attack of the enemy. We're standing for the harvest. We're standing for the good things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So, Lord, here we are. We're standing, Lord. You know what's in the hearts of these dear people. Lord, the devils have tried to get in and cause chaos and anger and disarray. And Lord, they have been preparing for harvest from the good things of God for years, some of them. But nothing's happened. But today, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke the enemy. We rebuke the devils in the name of Jesus that are holding back the best that God has. 
who are causing minimum instead of maximum. In the name of Jesus, you stealing, robbing, destroying spirits, I bind your work over the people in Excite Church this morning and I release the favour of God over every son and daughter of the living God. In the name of Jesus, let the abundance come. Lord, you said you come to give us life. Some of us haven't been enjoying the abundance, but from today, hallelujah, devils, move out. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, move in to these situations, I pray, and loose the people, and loose the children, and loose the situations in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand. Thank you. Let's thank Him for a minute. Thank you, Lord, for the answer. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing. Thank you, Lord, for the release. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a powerful name, the name of Jesus. Now, church, we're going to stand together. I want you to come, come forward. Stand here. You're a warrior. You love this. I come on. Stand here. I want some others. I want, I need some others. Andrew, I want you to come. You're a warrior. You're a fighter. Come stand with me, mate. Who else? Who's a fighter? Anyone else want to come and stand with us? Come on, Dad. Come on. Anyone else? Come and stand. Anyone else? Woman, come on. Here comes Sophia. She's a fighter. Man, I'm in trouble if I can get us the wrong side of her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're praying for the harvest. We're praying for the harvest. God has, God has chosen hundreds of people to give their hearts to Jesus in this town. And the environment's being held up. It's being held up by miserable devils. And we're going to stand against them in the name of Jesus. Ruth, you're going to lead us in prayer in a minute. Hallelujah. And we're going to stand. And I want you just to stand together. Just stand with us. Just brace yourself for a minute. We're praying for souls. We're praying for people that are broken. We're praying for people that don't know what to do with their lives. They're praying for people that are blind, can't see, can't see, can't see. And the enemy is robbing them blind. But this morning, we're going to loose the harvest. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Here we go. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you that we are on the winning team, that every devil in hell and in on us, anywhere in the atmosphere is defeated. He is not going to rob us. It's broken and we just bind it in the name of Jesus and we just list your spirit and this harvest is ours, Father. So we stand in our patch of lentils as it was as Shama, and we know that Shama's name also means the Lord is here and you are here for us you are with us and so we stand Father in the winning team and the walls of Jericho fall down around us because every soul that is here that is needy in this community is ours Father so we just speak them into this place Father they will be saved. And we stand like Ezekiel did. We prophesy like Ezekiel did to the valley of dry bones that they shall live, Father, because it is what you see. It is what we see in the spiritual realm in the heavenly of heavens, Father, that all of heaven's host is for us. 
We just thank you, Father, that the harvest is here. It's not just coming, but it is here. We see them coming through the door, Father. They will be like that demon-possessed man when he came to Jesus. He came and it says he just became clothed. He became in his right mind and he went on praising God. So that is what we see, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you said it was not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. And so, Father, we just call in uh, people from the highways. We call them in from the north, from the south, from the east and from the west. Father, this has been in your heart for so long that you, you are a God who blesses. And so we just declare a great harvest, a release, a moving of your spirit throughout the land, throughout Kerry, Kerry, outside these four walls, Father. We declare blessing and favour flowing out through your people to others, Father. The word of the Lord uh, prospering in this place of Northland. And Father, people feeling the move of your spirit uh, to come here to gather together in many places all over Northland, Father, to hear the word of God proclaimed. Father, may they come back to you as the source. We declare people coming back to God in Jesus' name. So we just release this harvest. We declare this harvest in Jesus' name. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Behold, now is the accepted time. And we just declare that in Jesus' name. Believe it. And for our children, for our husbands, for our wives, they belong to us. They belong to God. And so you will not rob us, devil. So get your hands off in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. They belong to us. And so, Father, we can trust you for them. All our households shall be saved. And everyone on the winning team said, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to sing that song, not today. Not today.